podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm absolutely honoured to be joined today by one of the greatest ever six-time world champion, five-weight world champion, lineal world champion in three different weight classes, undisputed welterweight world champion and Olympic gold medalist, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray, how are you doing? You all good? Oh, I'm doing fine, Paul. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's a, it's an honour to speak to you. I suppose we'll, we'll get straight into it. Um, as a youngster, if you follow boxing, or, or I speak to boxers all the time, they always looked up to someone. Who did you look up to as a youngster when you were following boxing? Was it the likes of Ali or Fraser? Muhammad Ali was my was my idol. Um, I, mean, I, I had a, I had an opportunity to meet him, and I sat down. And this is like I was like I think uh, like eighteen, nineteen, just before the Olympics. And he said, I, "Hey, I heard about you." He said. Uh, what are you going to do uh, after after your amateur boxing? I said, I don't know, because I had no intentions of becoming a professional fighter. Uh, the only reason I became a professional fighter was because my father uh, was on his deathbed. And I turned pro to make money to pay the bills. And that's what made me the fighter that I, am, I was back then. Whenever I think of it, you know, you don't think so differently than normal pros at that point of their career you never signed with Don King or Bob Arum you took a risk and you almost gambled on yourself it paid off for you but would you advise that same path for any other amateur turning over to the pros or do you think that you got lucky in terms of gambling at that stage well one word can't describe what you should do well especially now but there's so many opportunities with so many structures I mean it's I mean, everything is, I mean, everything is big and, and there's more of it, um, more promoters, uh, managers and what have you. But um, I, I, get, put this, I was just a blessed man because I I, didn't, I was a kid. I didn't know what was, what was going on, but I happened to be with the right people at the right time. It's, it's funny as well, because it must have been so hard for you to turn down Bob Arum and Don King at that stage because they ran boxing. No, I mean I, I respected Don King, and I mean I, I respected all the all the promoters, Bob Arum, but my father was on his deathbed, and I was just so out of it. Uh, and I met a number of people, and I said, "That's who I want to be with from here on out." And that was Mike Trainer and Jenks Morton. My dad's nickname is actually Sugar. Also, he he's called Sugar. <laughs> Because oh, he's, he's a diabetic. He's because yeah, I'm serious. Because he's a diabetic, everyone calls him Sugar. Um, why did you choose the nickname Sugar? I don't. I don't know. I was. I I tried out for the '72 Olympics, and I remember like it was yesterday. I lost in the quarterfinals of the trials, and I went into the dressing room, and I I was crying my head off. And a guy came back there, and he put his hand on my shoulder. He said, "Listen, Sugar Man, you're gonna be okay." Uh, the next Olympics, you'll be more experienced. He was, and he was absolutely right. And Sugar Ray, Sugar, Sugar Ray. And then I, I saw tapes of Sugar Ray Robinson, who I said, who I idolized. And then when years went by, I was champion. I met Sugar Ray Robinson, and I went up to him. I said, 
Mr. Robinson Sugar. Um, I said, I want to, I didn't say apologize. I said, I want to thank you for letting me use your name. He said, absolutely, champ. I mean, it, that was a special moment for me. Very special. Well, Wilfred Benitez, some would say, might have been your, your best win of your career. It was your first world title. How good was he? Because he never gets the recognition of the four kings. And it's always claimed that he was just as good as those. Why is he forgotten about? He doesn't, I don't forget him. Uh, to me, he was one of the best, if not the best, um, fighters, boxers. He was so good. I mean, elusive. Uh, I threw so many punches and I missed so many punches. They actually, after the fight, I went to the hospital for dehydration. I mean, I, I just fought my heart out. But um, Wilfred Benitez was just, a, he, he was a star in the making. He never got the credit he deserved, but he, like I, you said that, but he was so good. The, the late Brendan Ingle said something about you in an interview. He said you almost had to nail Sugar Ray Leonard to the canvas to beat him. What gave you that never-say-die attitude? You know what? I got that from my mom. I got that from my father. Uh, they always said, don't ever give up. Don't ever give in. They mean in life. Um, and I never, I never gave in. I never... I, one thing that I had was that determination. And we all have it, but most of us can't activate it. You with me? You just, it takes that intestinal fortitude to be one of the best, if not the best. Your, your first defense was against England's Dave Boy Green, an incredible knockout that night. Talk me through that one. Dave Boy Green, I mean, and again, we're friends. Whenever I go out there or he come out this way, um, he was tough. He was really tough. Um, but I couldn't, because what was happening, I, if someone says something bad about me or whatever, or to say something wacko about me, gave me that energy to, to, to yeah, I'm, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you for that. I'm, I'm going to get you for saying that. He never said anything. And I, I, I was losing I was losing that edge. And we got in the ring, and he, uh, he like barked at me. And I, that's all I needed because I thought it was being cheap. And I told, in fact, I told him that. He said, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I know. Hey, he's, he's a friend of mine. Your, your first loss came against Roberto Duran. Talk me through how that felt for you, tasting defeat for the first time. Talking about, I can visualize it. I can see, I can, I can feel that fight. And I knew, I know when I'm walking to the ring, before I go to the ring, I'm in the I'm in the uh, the room. Look in the mirror, and I, I I see Ray Leonard. I don't see Sugar Ray Leonard. I see Ray Leonard, the civilian. And I walk towards the ring, and I, I try to get myself revved up again. And it, it wasn't the case. And Roberto Duran got into my head because he, you know, he he, he kind of cursed me, kind of gave gave me the finger, gave my wife the finger. I said, you know what? I'm going to beat this guy's own game. And that's what I did. I stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with Duran for 15 rounds. That was the worst thing that I could have done. That was the worst decision I could have made. He hit me so hard. Roberto, they call him Model State Piedras, hands of stone. I tell you what, whatever he had in that glove, it was, it was more than stone. 
he hit me with body shots and everything, and, and he was so smart and technical and everything. But I, I knew I lost the fight. I knew it was close, but I knew I lost the fight. You lasted the distance with him. Did that give you confidence going into that famous rematch? Famous, of course, for Nomads. What an unbelievable fight that was. Well, no, you know, I, 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 I was in, in tremendous shape. And I was so pumped up. I was ready. I was ready to, to take to win the title or keep the title. But I think, again, he, he won the title. He won the fight. Close, but he won the fight. But I said, I got to fight him. I got to fight him again. But I also knew his lifestyle because he had a lot of desserts and cheeseburgers, hamburgers, and all that kind of stuff. So he put on some weight, and I wanted to fight him as early as possible. So the fight, the rematch took, what, six months, I think five or six months, which is really unprecedented. Fights of that significance, of that magnitude, they take years to reach an agreement. But I, we made it possible, and I was so I was so pumped up. I was I was so I call it tunnel vision. I was so fo focused on that fight, but I didn't really hear him say no mas. But he, he did do that, and what does that mean? And uh, we're going to debate against this whenever I see him. We talk about this all the time. But uh, I just outboxed him. I used my hand speed, which was my which is my major asset. You shared the ring with Roberto Duran three times. You beat him twice. In your opinion, does that make you the superior fighter? No, not necessarily. I mean, that, that, the, the third fight was, I, I didn't have the same, oh, I didn't have, you know, I just wanted to fight him because of the proceeds. Um, but again, when you fight Duran, you, you, better be, you better be ready. You better be ready. Manos de Piedras. You better be ready because he is not, Something to play with. I mean, all the guys I fought, I mean, Hagler, Hearns, I, you better be ready. Not just physically, call it, call it, it's mentally too, and spiritually. You got to be able to get off that, get off that canvas and, and come back, compose to compete against these guys. You fought Larry Bonds and then you went up and went to fight Kalule. I think it was at 153 pounds and then you came down to fight. Thomas Hearns, talk me through that series of events. Well, you know, I, I need that tune-up. I just need, I always need that tune-up. I mean, the only time I didn't have the tune-up was when I fought Hagler. And I remember when I said, I'm going to, I want to fight Marvin Hagler. I got so many phone calls from so many people and everyone for the most part, was crying on the phone, saying, what, why are you doing this? Who's your tune-up? I said, Hagler. I know you're fighting Hagler, but who's your tune-up? I said, I'm fighting Marvin Hagler. They didn't get it because there was, for me, no one else in front of him that I compete with before I beat, before I, I stand in the ring with, uh, with Hagler. I was so, so zoned in. So, I mean, I could see an ant a thousand miles away. I, I, my vision was ready. Everything was ready. My, my speed was ready. The weight was ready. I mean, everything came into place. Uh, wow. But he, Marvin Hagler, God bless his soul, he's gone too soon. We'll, we'll touch on, on the late Marvin Hagler in a second. I want to talk to you about 
to Lule first because he was unorthodox and you done well to get him out, out of there. So you got him out of there and then you went and fought Hearns. The 13th round is so famous in boxing because the pressure you put on him was remarkable. Finally, you got him out of there in the 14th round. And there was that kind of, in your career, you seemed to get all of these good fighters out of there late. What what was different between you going into those later rounds and these other fighters? No, you know, um, when I hurt someone, a little bit, not a lot, a little bit, I see that. And I get so much more aggressive. I throw more punches. I take advantage of that opportunity. I've always, I've always been that way. Just once you see that that little twerve or something, I'm, I, I'm on top of you, right on top of you. How close did you come to losing the first time against Harms? Do you believe if it went to the scorecard, you would have lost? That's that's good. I put it this way: I know the fight was tough. I mean, the fight was close. That too, that fight was close, but. Um, I, I, th- I also believe that because Tommy kept me away with his long, incredible jab, um, his reach, Tom, maybe Tommy did have a little edge, I mean, like that much. Um, but the second fight, Tommy should have won. He should have got the decision in that second fight. I truly believe that. How influential was Angelo Dundee in your corner in the first fight when he was telling you you're blowing it, son, you're blowing it? The right sound bite. I mean... Um, he he said the right thing at the right time. It's not even how how loud he said it, but he said the right thing at the right time. And he said, "You're blowing it, son. You're blowing it." And that resonated with me. I mean, that's like got me juiced up. So, and I, I was tired, man. I mean, I, I was exhausted, but I got up and I just went for him. I started throwing these punches. Yeah. Talk to me about the late great Marvin Hagler because what were your feelings before that fight and then after the fight because it seemed to be a bit different. No, you know, um, when Hagler and I are together, it's we're friends. We're just, you know, hey man, how you doing, man? How's the family? This and that. But when that came about and when the results said, well, Ray won on a, on a draw, whatever the case may be, he, he couldn't take that. I mean, because they all felt that I was a white-collar fighter. You know, everything was given to me and everything. Uh, did that bother me? No, I mean, but it did bother me. It, you know, I, I, it's because it's not true. You know, I, I fight for what I got received. Um, and, and and Tommy, and, I, and we're still talking. I mean, I just spoke to him uh, maybe a few hours ago. Yeah, I mean... I miss all my guys. I, I've you know heard you saying in I, I've heard you saying in an interview before that you changed your strategy five days before that fight with Hagler. How come? Oh my, oh my god! No, this was this. Oh my god! And my 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 brothers, my older brother, and my, my father, and everyone, my friends said, "Don't fight uh, Hagler. Come uh, on, you can be killed, man." Because I I. That was a bad time, a dark period for me because I was, I was, I was as much as I had accomplished, I was so sad, and I used to do cocaine and drink, and they and they all knew that, and a lot of my friends, even sports writers, they knew that because they, they were out there with me, but people thought I was crazy, and rightfully so. I understand that, 
But it was that fight, the Hagman fight, that I knew I, I knew what I had to be like. I knew that I had to go the distance. I had to be smart. Yeah. Do, do you think it was one of them eras just where the four kings all made each other? If you didn't have each other, you wouldn't have been as great as what you were? I mean, really. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about it as much. I think, you know, the four the four kings, I mean, it's and I and I feel I feel honored to be included. Why did you keep coming back from retirement so late in your career? Was it hard to stay away from being in the ring? Yeah. You know, just it just takes it takes a lot to kind of get me going and 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 then listen to people how they feel. Because everyone doesn't feel the same way, and rightfully so. But I, I, I saw again. I saw something in Hagler. I saw something with Tommy Hurnsford. I learned from my first fight against Roberto Duran because I, I said I should have did this instead of doing that. No, no, it's like it's almost like a, a student. Yeah, it's like a student in class, and and then you come back and you're able to get all A's. It's that kind of picture we've recently seen in the uk kel brooks struggling with his mental health some substance abuse he's finding it hard being away out of the ring how did you overcome the drink and the drugs at the time and how, how what advice would you give someone like kel brooks who's struggling right now it is a challenge yes is it it's one of your it's one of our toughest fights uh the thing with me i mean because Alcohol and, and drugs don't discriminate. And I used to think because I'm Sugar Ray Leonard that I'm not a drug addict, I'm not an alcoholic. It was until I met my lovely wife, Bernadette, and she took me to my first AA meeting. I was a nervous wreck. I could I would have I would have decided I would have been okay with fighting Hearns and Hagler the same night. But going into that ring, I mean going to that uh, building with AA members. They say, I'm Bob, I'm an alcoholic, I'm John, I'm, I'm Susan. I said, I'm Ray. I didn't say I was an alcoholic because my perception of an alcoholic were people on the street, homeless people. Look at me, I'm okay. And that's the, big, that's the biggest thing from the truth. But I tell you what, I, you feel the love, support, giving back, make a difference. I, that's when you start loving yourself. Really when, loving when you yourself. When, when you look at all these different champions throughout the years since you have retired, who sticks out in your mind? One for me I'd love to see you fight is Floyd Mayweather. I know you fought his father. But is there anyone out there that you would you look at and you say, I'd love to fight that guy? No, no. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a blessed man. I've been a fighter for nearly 50 years. And to come out somewhat unscathed, I mean, that's a blessing. I mean, God touched me. And the only reason I turned professional, I don't, I don't think you know, but I turned pro to help my parents have to build it, to, to give them a house, to say, mom, from here on out, you don't have to work another day in your life. And I did that. And boxing allowed me to do that. I mean, that's a wonderful thing. Who do you enjoy watching right now when, when you turn on the television and you watch boxing on a Saturday night? Who sticks out at you? They all do. And like I told someone earlier, that uh, I don't pick one guy, pick one guy, because if, 
if Muhammad Ali, who's my idol and my and my friend, if he says, well, if he had not mentioned my name, I would have been hurt. I would have been really hurt. You know what I mean? I've been I've been really hurt. So I say now because I love all the fighters because being a fighter it takes a special kind of person. And these guys and these women too are special people that I love. And I don't try to say anything negative to towards that, you know? I mean, being a boxer is one thing. Being a successful boxer is a whole different thing. In terms of, you know, you you won Olympic gold and you won world titles, which, which sits higher for you? The gold, I mean, as crazy as it may sound, but the Olympic gold, because people can win the title, world title, but very few people can win the Olympic gold medal. It is. I mean, it's it's how that's how I felt, um, and that's what and that's and it was it was the gold medal that allowed me to be in, in the position, business position, to to accomplish what I had. Sugar Ray, before I let you go, you're bringing out these new title boxing gloves. I've had a bit of a sneak peek at them. They look fantastic. Tell me a little about them. Well, it's, it's been a, it's been a work on it under conditions for quite some time, and I. You know what? I just saw something. The gloves. I have little hands, so those these gloves, they fit my hand well. Um, the color, you know, it's like it, it all re reminds me of those big moments I've had, whether it's the Olympics, uh, a title fight, or what have you. They feel good, and you should feel good when you into that, when you get into that ring. Where can you get them, and, and what's the price point for these gloves, and is there different types of the gloves? Well, i tell you what. I'm going to send you something, but this is – I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, I can see it. Okay. Okay, perfect. I'm going to send well, it to you, Bella. I, I appreciate okay. that. I appreciate that. If, if, if you could sign up for me, that would be great. That would be magic. If I could stand up for you? Yeah, oh, if sign. you could sign them for me. Oh, okay, but also, if you can go two hours with me, I think that would be... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take you up on that. Okay. Tell, so, tell me this. When do the gloves come out? They're available now. Well, right now, so anyone listening to this video can go and get those gloves online. So they're title boxing gloves by Sugar Ray Leonard, right? Absolutely, yes. Um... I got very little sleep last night, so please bear with me. I got you. All right. Um, my next fight. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I wrote, okay? How how much do you weigh? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Probably <laughs> double your weight. <laughs> can you see that? I can see it. My next fight column. I'm gonna I'm gonna screen grab that and put it as as the photo on this video. Well, Sugar Ray, it was an absolute honor to speak to you. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again soon. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Take care, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.